wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, uh, happy Friday. Welcome to the Buy Here, Pay Your Morning Show. I'm Jim Rhodes. This is my lovely wife and uh, business partner, Michelle. We are coming to you live from Twin Falls, Idaho, and we have, uh, we have guests from all over the country sitting in the wings waiting to uh, talk to you about uh, recon. Just want to give a quick update. We got uh, uh, the LHPH Summit coming up uh, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That starts on Thursday the 12th. Mm-hmm. We'll be there broadcasting live on Friday the 13th. And uh, Let's like I say, Friday the thirteenth. I like to joke about. Uh, I'm not superstitious. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with something fun. But for I'm that. a little bit stitious, right? That's the joke. So, uh, so we'll we'll be out there on Friday the thirteenth, broadcasting live, and then uh, the conference wraps up on Saturday the fourteenth. But uh, yeah, glad to have you folks here. I know you're waiting to hear from our panelists. So I'm pit crew. So I'm gonna head backstage. Welcome everybody, and. Um, we're gonna get started. So, do you want to kind of talk about the uh, the topic, and I'll bring yeah, it I'll uh, I'm gonna before we bring in our panelists, I'm gonna just kind of give an overview of the idea and, and refer back to we did a poll a couple of weeks ago and we asked uh, dealers how do you make your recon decision? Like, how far do you go? Do you go to fifty percent, seventy five percent? We may get a chance to show that on the screen, but you can find the poll in the BHPH Success. Uh, Facebook page and uh, and see the actual results over there. But when those results come back, came back, it suggested, wow, people are really going a long way on this recon. And when I consider how expensive cars are now, and then we're going all this distance on recon, then I, I know what the outcome can be. I know what that means to bank accounts. So I'm interested in breaking down kind of how that works. I'm going to bring our guests in uh, one at a time. Here comes Nick Doom. Oh, she's bringing them all in. So we're going <laughs> to say hi to everybody. So. You got on the screen, I'm assuming everybody that's viewing is seeing the screen the same way I am. We have uh, in the upper right there, that's Nick Duman from Tyrone, Pennsylvania. And uh, Nick is uh, somebody we've known for a good stretch. He comes from a background of being a tech and now owns a service business. And then uh, something prompted him to become a buy here, pay here dealer. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a story there uh, to be told. And then we got in the lower left there, that's Rich Pratt. From North Florida, just outside of Ocala, a place called Anthony, Florida. Thanks for uh, being here, Rich. And Rich was on our show once before. You can search his name in the YouTube playlist and find his the episode where he appeared. We talked service once before. And then in the lower right, many of you will recognize Chad Randash from Montana. He's got uh, locations in Bozeman. And where else, Chad? Billings. Billings, you said that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Glad to have you guys here. We're going to talk about service. And first, I want to really get an idea of kind of what you guys do in terms of uh, warranty. And, and Nick, you might just give a little bit about your background, explain what you do about warranty and kind of how that affects decision making and recon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we, I started uh, just in the service business and uh, like you said, and uh, kind of transitioned into used car sales and then and buyer payer. Um, but uh, uh, early on, we, we did you know, just three month, 3000 mile warranties on, uh, through a third party and, um, eventually, you know, transitioned into reinsurance. And, um, now we're, you know, we offer a, a 12 month, uh, 12,000 mile limited powertrain, um, on, on every, every unit we sell cash. Interesting. Or yeah. 
So I'm going to take a minute before you go any further and, and I'll explain for our audience so we can kind of cover it one time. On the reinsurance side, a lot of dealers who would be listening might be new and not really familiar with the reinsurance. When We understand that if, if we offer a reinsurance product as a service contract, for example, we can do that as a reinsured product of our own or we could use a third party for a service contract. In that case, the, the customer chooses, right? They may or may not be in on the service contract. It's their option. The warranty is really what I want to focus on today. So you mentioned you moved to a 12-month, 12 12,000-mile 12, warranty. That means customer doesn't pay for it. You include it. Correct. Right? And so you know that's on there from the time that they take delivery. And just for my information, what kind of deductible do you currently have on that? Uh, we're using a $200 deductible. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, Rich, you want to give a little bit about your background and what you do in terms of warranty? Um, yeah, we've, uh, yeah, I was around by here, pay here growing up and in an earlier part of my life and started this place about 11 years ago and we extensively recon our cars everything um honestly contractually our our clients leave as is that doesn't yeah. mean that we don't warranty cars because we warranty yeah. stuff all the time believe me yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's legitimate we do the right thing here so don't misunderstand but yeah. i do reserve the right if someone's being unreasonable to say look you know, uh, I've considered, uh, you know, implementing like a like a, a, a lubricated parts, internal lubricated parts, powertrain warranty. I'm honestly about this close to doing it. Yeah. Um, just haven't really pulled the trigger. Uh, it seems like every time I, I turn around and I and I think about doing it, something keeps me an, an instance keeps me from doing it. So yeah. I don't want to sit here and say we don't warranty cars because we do. Yeah. We just don't do it contractually. I follow. So I think, um, and, and you know, for our conversation here today, we're really going to talk more about recon and how you go about making the decision before the customer ever sees the car. And so, you know, that, that just kind of helps us know how you might approach that. So Chad, what about you guys? What do you do in the way of a warranty? We do a two year, 24,000, uh, powertrain. Um, okay. we keep on looking over the, the list to see if there's items that are failing, um, that, uh, like we, we, we always have done, you know, the engine transmission starter, alternator, water pump. And we've just added recently the fuel pump because we'll mm -hmm. see that that will fail. And so we just will add that into the warranty. Um, and if there's other things that we're always looking at to see if, you know, that 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 those are things that are going to be, a, you know, just an issue with the clients. We'll, we'll add it to it just to try to streamline that a little better. Gotcha. So, you know, uh, Chad didn't say air conditioning because he's far enough north. They can get by without air conditioning. Right. So, 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 and maybe, maybe Nick, you too. But uh, so that's part of how we, we think about those things. So Nick, take me through this. Like I said, I, I prepared you guys for the idea that I wanted to get super granular today. Cause I, when I think about you guys are out there buying used cars, I know you also buy some uh, uh, remanufactured or rebuilt title stuff. And so, you know, that aside, I mean, we know that's a whole different layer of body work, but when right. I'm just thinking, if we focus on the mechanical side, like how do you make a judgment about how far to go when you, when that car comes in, you have the folks assess it and they're going to come back to you with a quote, like, how do you make the judgment about how far you go? Let's start with something simple like brake pads. Like how, how bad the brakes have to be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, in Pennsylvania, we have, uh, uh, state inspections. So, I mean, there's, there's minimum requirements there. Um, like, uh, just for example, on our brake pad would be uh, state minimum would be two thirty seconds. Um, so we, we, on our used car checklist, um, uh, list ours at four thirty seconds. So if they're, 
four thirty seconds of an inch or less, uh, we replace them um, uh, for that example. But um, you know, and, and uh, we do rotors as well, like along with the brakes. Like we, if we can machine them, we machine them. We we have a brake place still try to, to in our used car department to try to uh, cut down a rotor cost a little bit. But um, you know, if they're we're in the rust belt, so if, a lot of times you know you're buying you're buying rotors and stuff too. But that's you know, on feel as well. Right. So if you're driving the car and the brakes are shaking, you know, we, we put them on. So, yeah. Um, um, so before you go any further there, I want to have Michelle show that uh, poll. We did the poll and then we'll come back to you and, and kind of see how you fit in this category. But the poll that we did on Facebook a few weeks ago really just talks about how, how far do you go? Like, how do you make the decision about when you stop on that? So I think she's trying to get it to load maybe an internet thing, but I don't know if you can read that. I'm having trouble reading it myself, but basically we said hundred percent. Let me read the question. It says, um, not counting body work. How much of what you can identify do you actually repair when reconditioning newly acquired inventory? This would be an overall average. And I said, no, hundred percent would be every single thing you find, including maintenance, such as belts, hoses, uh, filters, I can't quite read that one, maybe tires, brake pads, et cetera. So I'm just really saying if we found it and it was imperfect, we fixed it. So to me, that would be 100%. I was surprised to see that nearly 30% of the people said they go all the way, 100%. The bigger group was at 57% said more than 75% of the way. So you, I think you answered the poll, uh, Nick. I don't remember you know, which group you would have been in, but where would you say you land on that? I, I think I put myself in the 75% group. Uh... You know, just only because I feel like like you could you could just recon a car forever and, and never stop. Probably, you know, like there's always something else, especially um, you know in our our area. Um, sure. With a you know five or six thousand dollar car, so um, you know seventy five or better. Just you know, I, I have a hard time saying one hundred percent. You know. Okay. No, I follow. What about you, Rich? I mean, where would you land in that group? Um, probably close to 100. Um, you know, we, we put brake pads probably on 80% of the cars. If they're not obviously new, when they come through, we put brake pads, same, uh, like Nick was saying, brake shake down here. I don't know if it's different around the country, but I don't, we probably put front rotors on 80% of the cars cause they're shaking, you know, they're yeah. warped. It's, you know, they get hot Florida, it's tropical, it rains, people run through a mud puddle and their rotors warp or whatever um technically my philosophy is this um i could probably do a whole episode on minor uh recon blunders that we've had over the years that have turned mm -hmm. into a major problem and i could tell you some pretty funny stories yeah. about things that have happened to cars because someone literally forgot to reset the oil life on a car like we changed the oil we did we did the oil change but the but the tech forgot to re reset the oil life and people have overfilled cars because they thought that, that that's how you got it from 16% higher and everything else. And so, yeah. you know, the motivation is you never want to sell a bad car as a human being to a person. Mm -hmm. I know that I don't, but at the same time, um, and the, in these days and times, boy, I, I could tell you some doozies about small details that we left, uh, you know, that we didn't mean to, to, to overlook. But yeah. were overlooked, and it turned into a major problem in the office. And uh, yeah. every 
every time that's happened to me, I've taken it as a life lesson. Okay. Well, so Chad, um, what about you guys? Are you 75% or above? Yeah. So, yeah. So talk to me about but, how you go that and why, like what, yeah. what's the motivation there? So body work, um, is hit or miss. And so, you know, the, uh, the body is probably the least in the sense, like if there's some paint that's flaked off or there's some, maybe a dent here or there that isn't, you know, catastrophic, but, um, those, what we're looking for is we're looking for ideas that, you know, the cars we're having to go longer on the note. And so I'm, I'm trying to do everything that is going to make that client make the payment. And if, if the $400 part is the issue at some, at some time down the line or whatever, um, I'd rather get that taken care of and, and have the client focus on the, on the payments. Um, okay. and of course, when they're out of the car, then, you know, there's other options that they can do. And so they, they can, every time that car's down and it's a, a few days or, you know, whatever, that, that's a, that's a bad deal for the client relationship and, and, and the collection relationship. So, sure. And just to jump on this, so I recently took over my brother's store about two years ago in June of uh, 20, or excuse me, April of, of 21. And w- we do things at this location in Bozeman, just we totally different. And, and, and my brother, Brian was, was kind of doing it the same way that my dad had done it. Um, you know, and so his, his uh, good, good technicians down in Billings, great, great crew. And, but the, sh- the shadow falls from the top. So, you know, he, he's buying a, a three, $4,000 car, maybe uh, pre COVID and, and he's putting 12, maybe hundred dollars into the car. So when that's fine and then the car is getting sold for whatever. And, and, but then what we did is we dug into the, his numbers and hit, you know, so he's had two categories after the fact, the warranty, of course, but then the two other ones were after sale, anything from zero to 31 days, um, where the car was. And he kind of blended that as a, as a, as a goodwill deal. So after so goodwill, and you know, that was 40, 40 something thousand dollars on average a, a month. I mean, it was, Whoa. he's spending this crazy amount of money to, to, you know, he's got 800 accounts or whatever he's got, and it's just blowing them up. And when we took that over, now we're at 530 accounts in that store. Um, you know, so we're, we're off by 300 accounts, but you know, our, our after sale zero to 31 days, um, anything mechanical that, that the client is having an issue with, we'll just take care of. We want to start the relationship on the right foot. We missed it. Uh, or it, we didn't miss it. And the client just needed 200, 300 more miles before that issue came up, but we want to fix that. And then, and then after the fact a goodwill of, of whatever, that's a good paying client. And we, we talked to collections and Hey, we're just going to handle this for you. You know, you're on your way. But now we're sitting at around that $3,500 mark. Well, so the, the, the relationship is, is in my brother's case, and, and we would talk about this ad nauseum a year after I did this. And I'm showing him these numbers and I'm like, if I recondition that car in the beginning, at least I got a chance to price it and recuperate that money back. Where after the sale, that's just pure goodwill. I mean, it's gone. It's, it's, you're, you're hoping the client's going to 
you know, that make the distance or whatever, but that, that money that is spent is, is gone. There's no recuperation of that money. So I, for us, that's a better philosophy to, to, we go pretty deep into our recon and, um, you know, we've got a fairly inexpensive internal cost and I'm not putting 40, 50, 60% markup on, you know, uh, and an independent dealer is uh, a lot different than, than like a franchise where they're, you know, they, they make 60% of their money off of their, off of their shop. Right. And we, we're just kind of at a break even just to make sure that works. So sure. that's not the, that's not the money maker, although it's a huge expense um, when you have tax and the space and, and everything else in there, but that's right. more our philosophy. Okay. So did I understand you right? You say your average recon is about 3,500 per car now. Is that yeah. the number? Yeah, okay, now so. that's skewed somewhat because where we live in Montana, you know, my, my friend Nick there, he 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 lives in Pennsylvania where it's got an auction because I got a book, another good friend, Bill, who's out there and they got auctions everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. We've got one auction in the state and it's really tough to to get the amount of cars. So we're, we're so I've got I've got my transportation. So we're about twenty eight hundred dollars uh, true recon in there. The thirty five okay. I put the, the transport costs. In. Gotcha. And then. Um, what about your, um, what age class are you roughly buying age or model, model year and miles? Yeah. I, you know, we'll, we'll go up to probably, um, four model years back uh, on certain cases. Um, those are a lot less on our recons, but it's, a, you know, it's a 10 year old car plus that uh, I love four Tauruses. My clients don't like them as much. I love the Taurus. I love the Impalas. It's the same 12, 13 cars, uh, you know, a lot of SUVs and stuff, but, uh, very little trucks. Although our clients would love the trucks, it's just the the cost, the warranty costs are really good performing asset on on our static pool trucks, but they're just super expensive to yeah, of course, tie a lot of cash per contract. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so Rich, what would you guess your average recon is running? Uh, about eighteen hundred dollars. Okay. Um, you know, it's uh, we're buying. It seems like the quality. Of the, of the cars that are available right now wholesale uh, i think everyone will agree isn't quite what it once was i think a lot mm -hmm. of the new car stores are holding on to the stuff that needs a little bit less yeah um you know we're buying 10 year old you know again um as he mentioned impalas tauruses stuff like that 120 mm -hmm. to mid 100s um you know we'll buy i'll buy high 100s if it's a truck or a tahoe or or something like that it's a little more resilient or maybe an asian car or whatever um but uh it's uh it's definitely seems like uh it, it seems like even when you buy a car that you think needs nothing it needs uh, you get it home and it, it needs more it, you know it's it's almost like the the detail and retail car that you used to be able to buy pretty regularly is is, is gone and so that's definitely uh you know added a lot to our recon if i'm not mistaken probably everyone else's as well i think everyone's experiencing the same thing i i don't nick is such a great buyer i think he buys them really perfect i think his average recon's around 12 dollars. am i right nick <laughs> yeah uh you know our, our model's a little bit different it really depends on you know, we buy a lot of insurance uh insurance uh, total losses and rebuild them so those recon numbers are obviously a little bit higher but um, you know, a clean title car, our recon's right around 2000 bucks. Um, and, and similar to, to you guys as well, we buy the same, you know, same stuff, uh, 10, 10 year old stuff, like uh, a lot of, a lot of Subarus, a lot of Impalas, a lot of, um, 
We buy a lot of Chevy Cruises. That might be a hot hot take, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, with the and then being in the uh, salvage repair business, we have we have parts cars and we, we got lots of lots of parts to fix fix whatever breaks. So um, <clears throat> that's useful in our in our uh, realm, especially with uh, you know controlling warranty claim costs and, and and recon costs as well. So Nick, take me. What's the most difficult decision that you find yourself making in recon? <sighs> um, most difficult. I would say um, rust. Like, how, how long is it going to last? You know, um, uh, you, got, you got a rusty, rusty subframe on a car. You know that that um, you know, and you, you think this thing's got to make a three or four year term. You know, will it, will it make it, or am I going to be, you know, having to explain to a customer in a year why there's a hole in their subframe and they just bought it? you know, 12 months ago. Um, it's very, very unpredictable. I, I'd say that's the biggest, the biggest challenge we face. Um, I think of two, two cars right now that, that are in recon that I'm just like, uh, I, you know, I got them on the back burner and I just don't know what to do with them. Cause I, you know, cause I, I don't know if they're going to make it or if I should just wholesale them and, you know, hopefully break even or, or buy subframes and put in them, you know, and yeah. it's a challenging well, topic. Before I go back to the others, talk to me about like suspension work. Like how, how much when it comes to these, you know, things like, um, you know, control arms and all the stuff in the suspension, like how, how bad has it got to be before you're going to replace all the stuff? Yeah. Uh, any, any variance. I mean, uh, dry rod, loose ball joint tie rod. If it's got any play in it, we replace it. I, um, it's not, it's not just not something to, to mess around with in my opinion. Uh, especially people, you know, driving 80 mile an hour sleds down the highway, you know, it's a good break or whatever. And, you know, if you can't steer the cards, it can be, it can be deadly. And the liability is just not worth it in my opinion, especially, you know, with a uh, state inspection that's, that's heavily audited. And, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, licensing issues there. If, uh, you know, if you make a mistake like that. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you, Rich? What, what, uh, what are you guys doing in the way of, uh, like suspension worker first, what do you, what do you find is the most difficult decision for you to make? Like you, 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 you know, you should do it. You don't want to do it. It's a tough call. Like what, what's the one that gives you the most trouble? Probably for me. I mean, and there's a difference between oil seepage and an oil leak seepage okay. is I bought this car. I put it on the lift. There's a slight amount of, uh, you know, it's not perfectly dry, let's say, right between the engine and transmission, but it's also not, pouring oil on the ground mm -hmm. and so that doesn't mean that maybe there wasn't a repair made previously that someone didn't clean up etc mm -hmm. we we uh we kind of wash them off and clean them up and drive them 20 or 30 miles and come back and revisit it and sometimes it's like man you know 80 percent of the cars that i buy aren't perfectly dry underneath right. but that we'll never send a car out that's leaking obviously yeah. that's yeah. that's a recipe for disaster but making the determination whether to fix a maybe tiny, tiny, tiny little seepage that's difficult to, uh, to access. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, we, we do fix a lot of that. I'm not saying we don't, but it definitely is. Eh. You know, that's, that's where it becomes more difficult on the suspension side. Yeah. You know, we don't have the rest belt up here. Thankful down here. Thankfully, um, you know, obviously if we drive a car and it's clunking, going you know when we run over bumps we pretty much correct that every time whatever it takes okay. uh as well yeah if there's ball joint boots ripped 
Uh, we're pretty much changing that or the entire lower control arm these days most of the time. Uh, you know, but, it, you know, for the most part, we're looking for obvious play in a ball joint, in a bushing, dry rot, as he was saying. Um, sometimes we'll take a pry bar, physically just take a pry bar, and, you know, if something's kind of clunking and we're looking for it, we'll kind of, uh, you know, make sure there's not excessive play in a, in a bushing or something like that. I um, try to, you know, it, I don't think we probably have as many problems in Florida as a lot of other regions of the country for a lot of reasons with that, but... Uh, Mm -hmm. That's that's my standard. No no clunks and definitely nothing unsafe. No no yeah clunking. for sure. And yeah. I think that goes without saying. I think everybody you see on the screen here, most of the dealers we know are, are certainly going to deal with safety stuff. We're not going to be trying to put a car out there that's unsafe. When I was a dealer, I had cars with oil leaks. I used to give the customer a bucket with every car, you know, so they could catch <laughs> that oil in the truck. No, it's a joke. I didn't really do that. I'm kidding. Uh, so, Chad, what about you? And what, what do you guys find are kind of the tough things? I hear that you're going quite a ways with recon. Is there some of the stuff that's that's tough, like timing belt or timing chain noise or like how how – what are the problem decisions for you? Well, what I, I think I just want to step back here a little bit. So what, when our process, when we think, when we bring this in, and uh, again, I'm going to kind of refer back to where Nick is at in Pennsylvania. I, we, we looked all over kind of the country and I thought Pennsylvania was one of the strictest uh, and well put together when they've got their, um, their ins yearly inspections. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, uh, I got a copy of, of how they, uh, the inspectors, what they were looking for, you know, I mean, they went down to even the headlights uh, being, you know, as straight as it pointed up. I mean, they, they were very thorough in, in, in doing that. Um, so we use that as a model to, to kind of put together our checklist of, of our inspection. And we, we went from like a 60 point inspection to 144 point inspection. Mm -hmm. um, so, our process when that when that vehicle comes in we've got two or three uh, dedicated inspectors and and so they will check all the fluids check kind of the safety of the vehicle and then and then take it for this this predetermined 40 mile test drive nice. and going through this litany of of this checklist on on everything that happens there. then once it gets back to the shop then they then they'll rock the car and then we we finish out the rest of the inspection um that, that's so if we are looking at if we're talking suspension and like a CV boot, right? If that boot's ripped, it's it's getting replaced. If it's mm -hmm. if there's we, we've got a zero tolerance on play um, on the uh, on the suspension uh, tie rods or, or or anything like that. Again, right. I, I'm playing. I, I like cards and I like I like you know magic and and I like 21 and I like how the house in Vegas seems to win. Uh, and, and there's an advantage to that. So I'm playing more that that type of game where if the car were to go south with the client after we've made it a really good car and I get it back, it's so hard for me to find cars in this area that that I, I just can't. I need to recycle those cars. Um, yep. Those cars need to be recycled in this area of the world. So I need that car back and I, I need it to to start out to be a good car if we're going to recycle it. So that's the theory going into every one that we're, we're going through. And if, you know, the, the, when we're looking at a low balance on the, on the thing and, and the client's saying, you know, this is a really good car and they owe 500 bucks or 900 bucks or 2,500, whatever it is, they're like, this thing's awesome. Right. You know, sometimes I second guess that. And I'm like, shit, I'd like to, I'd like to, 
you know, I, I wish the car was in not, not as good a shape, but, but, but we have a lot of payoffs, true payoffs in, in this world. I got very nice. little repo and we, and we track the repos. If it's a mechanical issue, is it due to the abuse of, of, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the clients never shuts off the car. It's putting, you know, 50,000 miles on in the car in six months, or is it, you know, the 20,000 miles that were kind of between 15 and 20 that expected. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, if I buy a car from you, though, I'm expecting I'm going to have my maintenance responsibility, right? I'm going to I'm going to be so, responsible for. Uh, I, I, you know, the, I, I'm going to I'm going to get some disagreement from the dealers. I, I just think that in this world, I, I got that client once or twice. Right. And I want them to be out to, to not do business with me. I mean, that's our philosophy here. Right. I, it, there's no shortage of people in this world with bad credit. And, I, and as we go six months or a year down the line, there's. I think the pool is going to get even deeper, right? Yeah. So I think more people are going to have some issues, right? Both the economy. Um, so you just so mean that you, you, you're going to. I want them to flip through this. And the best advertising is to say, hey, when they, if their credit score was 650, we, we want to handle their, their mechanical issues in, in that sense that if they're, if they're, if they're driving the car, I want that car to last a note uh, with very little pushback the maintenance side of I think that's buy here pay here today I just I it's about what I what I'm experiencing I'm not saying I'm right I'm just saying that's our philosophy on what 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 we do and you know when my dad was doing this 26 years ago 30 years ago you know it was as is basically right I mean it was it was it was this is how this works and and we fix it and and if you know whatever goes wrong if it's not covered under the warranty it's your it's your concern and uh there was just a lot of repos uh, doing that that way. So I, I, everybody does this different and, and I, my way is not the right way. It's just right for me. So we are looking for that car to go the distance and, and make it. And I take, take a great res responsibility. If there's an issue that, that we missed or, and even if we didn't miss it and it just was at that fine line, two years into it, if I can help them out in there, we, there, we built this in such a profit margin and everything mm -hmm. else that, there's a lot of goodwill that can go back to the to So the let me ask you uh, just a quick thing on the, the warranty. How long have you been doing the 24-month warranty? And Ever since I started. I'm sorry? Ever since I started it. Now, I, I reinsure that. And, you know, right. we're, um, you know, we, I think, you know, th there's, there's, there's some areas of there that's, you know, 30, 40% of, of, of the profit of that margin is what should be spent. We're about a 52% uh, is what we, what we spend on that warranty cost. So if we collect X, we're spending 52 cents on the dollar uh, on okay. the warranty. Wow. Yeah, that's really strong. That's good, good yeah. information. So yeah, I think a lot of dealers who don't yet have that kind of warranty. And even if you think about moving from a three month, 3000 to a 24 month deal, like we'd love to bring you back one day and talk more in depth about that piece of it, because, you know, most dealers are thinking, you know, how long do I want to cover? Well, you know, some of them look to cover the, the initial window, that three month thing. Some of them look to cover their risk, which these days is more than 12 months. Typically, you know, used to be when I was a dealer, our risk period was pretty short, but now it's, you know, cost of car being what it is. And obviously at your recon level, your breakout on that is going to be pretty long. So, so, you know, it makes sense that you're covering that from the warranty I think, side. I think a couple of key, key points is, you know, the gauge is just on the, on the brake thickness, right? So, so we're not, we're not guessing. We've got the gauge that'll say, it, you know, it's red, yellow or green right and so yeah. we need that in green anything yeah. less than that it, it, i need to put pads on it the same thing with the tires so 
you know, we, we, a five-year-old tire, the tire shops are smoking us now that if it's over five years, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to sell stuff. So yeah. even if the tire's not dry rotted, it's a good tire, it's whatever, right? It's got good tread depth in there. The tire shops are going to be hitting them. Uh, the clients say, hey, this is a garbage tire. It's over five years old. You need to replace the tire. You can't just replace one. You got to replace all four. Well, who do you think the client's calling next? Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're calling, you son of a gun. You da, 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 da. So yeah. we just handle it. Um, and, and, and my people, you know, they, they, they get beaten up, right? And so anything I can do to try to relieve some of that stress off of them, maybe I, I'm probably over, you know, in my 20 groups, uh, you know, they're going, Randash, you're, you're spending so much money on this recon, right? But yeah. I, I've got I've got a low repossession rate, right? And yeah. and I and I can tell you that repos will come because they can't afford it. And I'll also tell you that they'll come because the, the mechanical issues have worn the client out. Sure. And that's, that's what we're trying to eliminate is that one problem. Yeah, understood. So we'll, we'll wrap up here in a minute or two. Rich, um, any closing thoughts in terms of if you're talking to a new dealer, and I'm sure you are today, then what would you be recommending about how far to go on recon? Um, you know, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parrot what, what he was just just talking about. You know, it's uh, with with I think that there's I think there's a whole lot less people in this world today that are able to maintain their vehicle for a plethora of reasons specifically our clientele honestly and uh so you know in a way you know you're just trying to bulletproof the car (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you will um you know it's uh there's no question that um you know he touched on a little bit i had a, a person come in one time from a big box store that had a dodge durango that told me they needed fifteen hundred dollars worth of brake work for instance, you know, and they're yelling and screaming at us. Sure. Oh, he froze up. So before I come to you, Nick, I I just got to put a quick mention in there. Uh, Rich used the word plethora and Michelle and I are grateful because that that means a lot. That means a lot. It is. It's just, you know, I I learned this business from a mentor of mine that started in the 60s and I'm still good friends with his son. And I tell him all the time, we're not selling cars to the same people your dad sold cars to. We're just not, and that's that's where we're at in 2023, and that's something that you need to be prepared for if you if you want to do this long term. Yeah, it's a shifting world. So, Nick, uh, closing thoughts from you in terms of uh, you know how far to go, where to stop, what to not recon, any any ideas that you can help uh, some new dealers paint some boundaries? Yeah, uh, similar to what, <clears throat> to what uh, Rich and Chad said there. I mean, even down to the the air filters, the cabin filters, the wiper blades. Um, you know, the, the first oil change they take it to Firestone or uh, Jiffy Lube or whatever, you know, they're, they're hitting them with a list. They're, they're, they're pulling all that stuff out. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not, if it's not done, you know, but you're going to, you're going to hear about it, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would just say that, uh, you know, that's our, our main focus is just, just building the best cars that we can. And, um, you know, our, um, there was a time early on, you know, I sold, you know, seven cars in a week and, and, Two weeks later, five of them were sitting there, and I was trying to figure out how to get them all back in for warranty repairs. And I had a full service base, and you know, and, and at that point, I was like, "Man, we got we got to do something different." And um, you know, from there on, we you know just whatever they need. If 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 I'm I, I, we fix anything that, that that's not gonna you know last a year, um, and that's yeah. that's our goal. And and you know, the, the better the better your cars are, the easier easier they are to sell. Um, as Chad said, the, the lower your uh, repossession rates are, and um, 
you know, it just, just works. It makes, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up there. I'd love to have you guys come back sometime because we're really just want to talk about the whole, you guys touched on the trust factor, right? We talk a lot in white hat way about trust and you guys are working to create some level of trust in your community establishing you didn't have Chad. public relations. What's that? Oh, wrap up. I thought, cause I was, I was oh, I, just I, no, no, party I, thoughts, Chad. No, I, I, this is a great panel. Thank you very much for the invite today. I think Thank it's you. been, yeah, really inf uh, good information. I appreciate you gentlemen making time. I love to do horror stories. We'll have Rich Pratt come back. <laughs> I'll talk for sure. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look for that in the future. Maybe a Halloween episode. That'll be fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah, right. So, right. so thanks, gentlemen. We appreciate you making time. If you want to stick around in the uh, the backstage area, we can put you backstage and we'll wrap up the show and then we can say a proper goodbye if you got a few more minutes. Just stand by. So yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, folks. We uh, we appreciate you listening in. I, th I think what you heard there is that you know these folks make a decision to you know spend the money in the reconditioning because it pays off for them on the account side, right? They're able to you know have a happy customer who's not having to take money out of their own pocket. Now they're able to. It also, in my mind, allows us to approach the collections relationship a little differently when we know that the car is in good shape we know we're handling the things on the cars and uh, and now we can kind of separate conversations about the payment uh you know because that car's uh, you know be intended to so just different ideas and i think it's also worth mentioning that what we see is that dealers kind of um they they progress as they grow and funds allow then they shift the business model. We've, it's natural to see dealers increase their term of their uh, warranty, et cetera, as they as they mature. So if you're if you're a brand new dealer and you think, gosh, how can I afford a 24 month? Well, maybe not yet. Maybe you build a strategy to, to get to a 24 month. But I think we hope what we did today is help you understand the 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 thought process behind you know why they do what they do. And uh, so again, we, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. We'll, uh, we'll be back with you Monday. And then next Friday in San Diego.